0: I'm James Sykes, CEO of Metal Energy, nickel exploration company, focused on the Manabridge project in Manitoba, Canada. We've had some results out recently on the Manabridge project, some very wide nickel intercepts encouraged by them. They're absolutely phenomenal and they do show that the Manabridge system is a project that will continue to grow and will continue to impress. So I guess I'm passing it off to you, Merlin. Let's take it away.
1: James, uh, very good speaking to you again, Um, just by way of recap, could you remind me what was the work that you did that led up to this, the the most recent news releases, how many meters did you drill last year and where have you got to in the project understanding?
0: So in the total year we've we drilled about 12,500 meters in three different programs, well our phase two program which was summer was spread over two different periods, we completed over 40 drill holes and we've basically covered a an envelope of mineralization that was historically defined over a kilometer of strike length and went down to eight hundred meters depth. We took a little bit of a reconnaissance approach to see how how big that system really was on the the first drill program in the winter of last year with six drill holes again targeting that that a kilometer away from the old mine workings and seven hundred meters beneath or seven hundred meters beneath surface so three hundred and fifty meters beneath the old mine workings. And we followed up on a couple other drill holes. But more importantly, we put some drill holes into some gaps within the model just to prove to ourselves that, yeah, this is a, this really is the system that we're looking for. And lo and behold, every drill hole is hit. So we decided to follow up with the, with the summer program last year. So it was a 10,000 meter program. And we knew that we had to identify the structural controls of mineralization because this is a structural system. We started in the the middle of the of the historic envelope and started working towards the old mine workings. So the idea was, because what we saw there was a, a possible fold control. So we wanted to identify if these folds are going to control high grade mineralization. Can we can we identify the periodicity of folding, which could lead us to to uh, greater zones of vein concentration and higher grades of nickel.
1: So um, if I understand it right, you've got the mine at one end and then the mineralized body, uh, the envelope that you uh, identified out to a kilometer away from that from that mine, the old the historic mine. Um, and in that kilometer, you've put in some um, uh, drill holes to fill in the gaps. Uh, you hit mineralization and you're trying to identify the Fold zones because you think that they control high grade mineralization, correct am I with you so far absolutely <laughs> um now the when you talk about the high grade um zones on the, controlled by the folding is that because where the where the fold axis occurs there's thickening and you get um uh, greater thicknesses or greater accumulation of mineralization so there's more metal or is it because they actually there's preferential concentration of fluid flow and deposition in the fold axis so it's not just thicker but also higher grade
0: combination of elements a and b because originally when this was all deposited it was uh, basically an ultramafic sill and that was, was nickel-rich originally, and then that got folded up and deformed and, and sheared along this structural plane. So now we're looking for where these packages would have thickened, but also we're looking for axial planar controls of of uh, fold mineralization. Fold-fault mineralization, Yes.
1: Okay, got it. So how do you how do you um when you're drilling at depth how and and have you got any tools that can enable you to vector into a kind of a fold zone and and what size target are you looking at is it five meters or is it 20 meters you know what 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 to you is the kind of the scale of the fold zone targets that you're looking at
0: we're looking at a big fold system 150 meter type of scale and what really vectors us in we've we were under the impression that geophysics would have worked, but after looking at some of the core and doing some preliminary uh, core work, uh, geophysical core work, we found that geophysics is not going to help guide us in that, in that specific area because there's a lot of high-grade nickel that is associated with altered ultramafic rocks. So you're losing the mag signal, you're u- losing the EM signal and we basically have to rely on our drilling to to guide us so we use oriented drill core to help us help us understand the geology that we're seeing
1: okay and that's why you talked about trying to understand the periodicity because with the with the if you know roughly how these rocks behave in we can see how they fold and you can see the thickness therefore you can make estimates of when it's likely to have another fold is that you're looking at kind of the rheology of these beds
0: yes absolutely exactly and then if if we understand how these folds are working in a lot of cases as you're aware the you know folds will have plunges to them so you can follow a series of folds and follow that plunge so we're we're trying to learn that as well
1: so you effectively got a planar structure within which there are um intersections or zones where you'll have a thickening which will kind of create a cylindrical pipe, which is worth following down because that pipe you've just described as being up to 150 meters in, in, uh, uh, it's long axis.
0: Actually 150 meters in its, in its, uh, let's say second axis. We think that they can go much deeper, 300 meters, 400 meters. Okay.
1: So, 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 so yes. So, so I, when I, when I, I, meant mentioned the kind of in carrot, the lip shape, let's say it's a carrot. Uh, okay. Carrot shape. Um, good. Um, and have you hit any?
0: High-grade nickel, yes, we have. We have definitely hit a lot of high-grade. Now, it, it depends what it depends what people consider high-grade. Uh, we're, we're considering it above 0.8, but we do have individual assays that come back over 3%. Uh, every We have 25 out of 27 drill holes have hit over 1% nickel of variable widths.
1: Now, to run that by me again, 25 out of 27 drill holes.
0: 25 out of 27 drill holes have all hit at least 1% nickel, over variable widths,
1: and but you, you so you,
0: sometimes they're over ten meters, sometimes they're one meter.
1: But you said you drilled forty holes, not twenty-seven holes.
0: Yes, we haven't got all the assays back yet. We're still waiting on nine nine results.
1: Okay, gotcha. Um, <clears throat> and um, a kilometer is quite a big area of strike length that you've got to work on. You're drilling potentially down to eight hundred meters. That's what you've drilled to find. Um, what's the, Are you trying to put a resource together? Are you still trying to work out um, where the or are you still trying to work out where the best place is to target to start to put a drill resource together?
0: Again, it's one of those A and B situations. We are trying to put a resource together as we continue to drill. While we do that, we are looking for We're we're trying to learn that geology so that we can better define where the high grade zones could be and then as soon as we can figure out all of that then we will preferentially target where we think the higher grades would be to to build up a resource faster but our our goal is to get to a resource stage sooner rather than later
1: what's the what's the continuity like on on the vertical um it's continuous the
0: whole way <laughs> yeah we're we're seeing every every section that we have drilled We have defined mineralization in the down dip direction, anywhere from 150 to 250 meters down dip with all of those sections are completely open at depth. Some of those zones, some of those sections do show historic mineralization in the area. So indicating that yes, we will see more mineralization as we continue at depth.
1: And and when you're on the the, the flank or the limbs of these, these, on the plane a bit of these sections without their intense folding, you know, what's a kind of a typical, intersection or thickness that you're looking at there and and indeed a grade
0: that's what we're still working out where we're in the midst of putting all of that information together unfortunately we don't have that fully yet but within the next couple of weeks that is something that we should have available
1: and is, is that because you're just going to have more holes so you'll be able to say this is an average a better average
0: yes that and yeah just have it, having the people to to work on the project
1: is there a shortage of people? I mean, is, is it boom time back in Canada now and it's hard to find absolutely. geologists?
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's uh, definitely a boom time. And for a lot of the logging that we had done last year, I took some of the, some of the base load crew over into, into metal energy and they did a lot of the core logging, but now that base loads back up and running, they're back to working on that. So now it's between uh, my VP and my, myself really putting a lot of things together.
1: So you're spending time on the core?
0: On the data. Absolutely. I love data it's
1: fun to work <laughs> with
0: it's my forte it puts me in a peace of mind it makes me forget about the world
1: <laughs> doesn't it doesn't answer back doesn't need feeding
0: oh exactly yeah
1: yeah okay interesting um so when you so you're going to get get the remaining um you said nine holes so i count 13 but um when, when when will you have all of the assay back
0: hopefully within the next few weeks I am anticipating results to be back at least at least the next section of results sometime within this week or next week um, yeah and, and there were there were six drill holes that we did not where we didn't hit um, didn't hit bedrock, so those holes out of that forty drill holes six did not hit bedrock, so we're still we're still pending oh, sorry, those don't get calculated in.
1: Okay, so so the when you say bedrock, I mean you're into the the um, the Sudbury ignis Complex. Is, is this where the, the host mineralization nope. is? You're not. No, so we're
0: we're um, in Manitoba. We're we're far outside of Sudbury. We're in Manitoba uh, in the Thompson Nickel Belt.
1: I'm 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 getting my nickel wires crossed. Um, yeah, no worries.
0: Canada's um, so, good for nickel.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, remind me of the geology that you're looking at uh, in in the Thompson Nickel Belt.
0: Thompson Nickel Belt, it's Ultramafic-hosted nickel in basically sheared and folded Ultramafic rocks that were part of the Trans-Hudson orogeny. Older than than Sudbury.
1: Okay, okay. Well, that's um, pretty old. Um, And can you see the mineralization uh, crystal clear? I mean, do do you know when you're coming into the alteration zone and do you know when you're in the sulfides? I mean, presumably you can tell when you're uh into the, kind of the the disseminated or um net textured next net textured sulfides um but can you can you can you orientate yourself um with more markers than just the sulfides
0: yes the alteration helps as it's a good structural pathway that's that's providing a lot of the fluids to alter the rocks and we do have some it's it's a limited package the the host rock is a limited package of ultramafics. There's, we've got quartz of feldspathics bounding the ultramafics on both the hanging and footwall sides. So we're as soon as we're into that system, we know that we're basically in it.
1: You know what? We've you know got, where you are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah exactly. It, it's not complex at all. Just with internally within that ultramafics, that's when things get uh, they definitely get complex with with all the folding because the folding is not as it's not as strong in in the quartz of old spathics, but it's the old are more highly deformed.
1: They they've partitioned the strain preferentially into that package. Um, <clears throat> was the old mine based on um, a fold zone? Do you have enough information to be able to go to go back and see what they were looking at and what the dimensions were?
0: The yeah, the dimensions were not that you know it was a one point three million tons at two and a half percent nickel, measured about. Carrot size or cylindrical size, so about 150 meters by 150 meters, uh, or let's say 150 meter diameter, and it went down to about 350 meters depth. Now that now what they had, what some of their sections show is that this is definitely a structural zone because they they do mention mylonites and they show that there's a, a strong correlation between strong shearing and higher grade nickel, or at least the the mylonite is the footwall structure, and a lot of that nickel is is either within or very close to that mylonite. But also, there's nickel within the
1: um,
0: within the hanging wall system of it too. And because this is a shear zone, you have to understand that shear zones, you know, they meander and they come and go, and so things pinch and swell. So mineralization follows that.
1: Through the drilling that you've done, can you recognize what they were talking about in the historic documents? Absolutely. So you can see the you can see the shearing as well, which is why you're talking about the kind of axial planeal nickel as nickel as well as the fold controlled um, control nickel. Okay, gotcha. Um, <clears throat> now I, I'm aware that we're disappearing down a kind of a technical rabbit hole, but um, it's also really useful to understand the kind of the the, the the scale of the system, the controls on the system, the challenges that you might have on uh, vectoring. But with with your visual uh, keying into the the system. It'll help you um, manage your drill hole program better. Um, how many of these carrots, these nickel uh, folds do you think you've identified?
0: At least one that we would say is comparable to what was mined previously. And we're, we're making that comparison based on the, the grade thickness values that we're seeing in these drill holes, that they do compare quite well with what was mined previously.
1: Okay. Um, good. And we, well, we,
0: we've, that... limited, we've limited our exploration to the upper 350 meters of from surface. So we've left a lot of a lot of the, uh, a lot of the potential mineralization at depth completely wide open. There There is only one drill hole yeah, that we drilled in the winter last year that went down to 700 meters just to see what was going on down there. But everything remains wide okay. open.
1: And that hit um, nickel.
0: Yeah, it hit nine meters over one percent.
1: Okay, good. Um, how are you going to find another one of these carrots?
0: By defining this first one that we're seeing. So we don't know how much, we don't know how much more mineralization we're going to see in this area. It looks like it's going to be quite a bit as we can, but we also want to continue towards the old mine working because we want to see if, if that old mine working was really just a carrot or did it continue out further? The, they stopped mining back in 1977 or 1978 due to the low nickel prices. So they left a lot of mineralization in the ground, and no one ever came back to to really follow it up. So that's so that that carrot might be might be an artifact of just what was really extracted from the ground, and not everything came out.
1: I like the fact that we've defined a new unit of 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 mining um, resource. We're we're dealing in carrots now, so you've, you've 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 identified the potential for one carrot, and there's also the possibility that their one carrot was actually a um, a half carrot or a or two thirds carrot or a three quarters carrot. Naturally, the carrot could be bigger. Um, could be a lot
0: bigger. Could be a carrot cake. <laughs>
1: Or a plantation, or a, a sack of carrots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Um, so, um, talk to me about the kind of the news flow in the next six months, the, and the, the 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 rigs that are going to be deployed, the team that's going to be deployed, and the money that's going to be put to um, to work.
0: So, right now, we've still got the nine drill holes that we're waiting on, and that will give us inform- That will give us drill hole assay results from three cross sections. And we will release those results as per cross-section. We won't wait till till they all come out. We'll do cross-section by cross-section by cross-section. So to continue building up the story. After that, we, you know, we've know we got about 2 million, 2.2 million in the bank. That's all hard dollars. We have no flow through. We want to preserve our hard, hard dollars at the moment. So we'd like to go back to the market and raise some money and, and get some flow through to continue our exploration. But as far as, you know, I, would, I would go beyond six months we would like to continue drilling uh, and get to that 43, NI-43 43 101 mineral resource stage. And we figure that with at least another 50,000 meters, that will definitely get us there. So whether that's going to take the next 12 to 18 or 24 months, we don't know. How much is that going to cost? That will cost us less than, less than $20 million based on the, the budget that we had from the summer. We had a very low cost operation. We know that it will continue that way as well. Our drill crew was absolutely phenomenal they hit it out of the park uh, they were very quick very quick very efficient and we would retain them to continue our drilling and and get this all done within a limited time frame and with with, with very low cost associated with it. because of the because of where we are in the thompson nickel belt and it was a past producing mine we're we're not we're not in this situation where we have to helicopter out to an area or you have to drive hundreds of kilometers to get there you're literally 5 minutes off a highway that goes from Snow Lake all the way up to to Thompson. It's a well preserved highway. The power line runs right through the area. There's a cell tower there. There's a, a camp that we use in the core right within the area. So everything is there. Like the, the infrastructure is all in place and that all helps keep our, keep our costs down.
1: Yeah. Um so so you've got a you've you've got space for personnel at your core shack so you've got a basically got a permanent camp or kind of a semi permanent camp. Um how far away is that from the the resource area? Is is that part of the old mine infrastructure?
0: No, it's not part of the old mine. There's nothing left from the old mine infrastructure. Everything's been removed and, and the shafts have all been capped. It's about a fifteen minute drive. It's about a ten minute drive to the to the core shack and then a fifteen minute drive to the to the camp.
1: Okay. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> and your Tell me about the the reception you've been getting because the the, the we've got this very strange um, dislocation between all of the talk about uh, battery metals about the demand for nickel and yet junior companies uh, valuations have been crushed. It's very hard to raise capital. Your market capitalization is six million dollars Canadian. What, what so so there's this kind of these two very dislocated conversations going on. What are you and you're in the middle. So tell me what what. Input is coming to you.
0: Input has been simply that we haven't told the story properly. And I, I do agree. We were we lumped a lot of our assays in the in one of the previous previous exploration programs. So there was a lot of a lot of period with no news. And it kind of left investors thinking, well, you know what's going on? We don't know what's going on and there's no transparency, so it made them nervous. That you know, that's obviously going to change as as we move forward. As we will be more proactive with our news, we've also been.
1: But you were sorry. You were, drilling, been, like, you were drilling last year, so you must have had news coming out. I mean, it wasn't yeah. as if you there, there was a kind of a blackout period. I mean, you were putting out regular news items. We should have been more frequent.
0: Even if if you see what we've started doing this year, as even as of December last year, we've been putting out more frequent news. And just providing uh, more generalized updates. And that's the flow that we want to continue. So uh, I'm I'm ashamed to admit that, you know, that I wasn't putting out the news that frequently.
1: Um, Are you a TikTok influencer now? No. (laughs) No, thanks.
0: (laughs) I I like to educate. I I do like to educate. And so we'll continue to put out some educational videos and help the investors understand what is really going on at ManaBridge. And that kind of falls into the second part of your question, or just you know where where we were or what was going on. We were putting out the the assays we were releasing the assays individually, and it, I guess it was confusing for a lot of investors to see a number of rows in a table and not seeing these these significant values now to to myself and and my v p Mike Sweeney. It made sense to us on the technical standpoint so we we thought it was the right thing to do which is why we've now switched over to we'll still release those results but we'll focus more on the composite results as they provide a better feedback and now that we have more officially defined that there is an upper lens of mineralization and a lower lens of mineralization we can better categorize the, the drill results to fit into each of those as as composite results. Mm-hmm. So it it does provide a, a better understanding of the nickel that is really happening at Bridge.
1: And what's the separation between those up and lower zones?
0: Variable. Sometimes it's 50 meters. Sometimes it can be as shallow as about 30. Sometimes up to up to, I think, 70. No, I think 50 might be the, the maximum.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um. Do you it's funny, you know, as the CEO of Baseload and as the CEO of um, Metal Energy, and yet you're talking about a communication gap, do you think that's a problem? Do you, um, you know, does the market not know whether you're the CEO of of Baseload or the CEO of um, Metal Energy?
0: That could be a problem too. Uh, You know, I've received those comments as well. Uh, I quite often get asked who, you know, what am I spending my time on? So as it is, uh, baseload's taken off, baseload's in a great situation. We've got a very strong team behind me to to really focus on the technical aspects and just and move move a lot of that company forward while I still maintain my work on that. Knowing that Metal Energy was in a uh, was it was in a more difficult spot. I've shifted a lot of my focus onto metal energy to try to get this up and going. And as soon as we can really build up our our technical team on, on metal energy as well, uh, it will provide me a lot of opportunity to to jump back and forth. But you know, I've I've taken on the metal energy role because I understand baseload. Like I understand the uranium, Athabasca. I've been doing it for 16 years. I'm very well documented and and well versed in it had a lot of success there. So a lot of things come very naturally to me. Nickel was a completely new thing for me. And I took on the role as this opportunity to to grow and to develop my my own skills and uh, you know my, my own role as a CEO into a completely different commodity. So it's been a learning curve, which is also why things have been a little bit slow. I'm trying to understand what the market is looking for, what investors do think are, are good intercepts, uh, how frequent news really should come out, so it it has been a learning curve, but I think a lot of that is now behind us, and it's just you know full steam ahead
1: the um the the cynical commentator would say that the your school fees have been paid paid for by the shareholders of um metal energy
0: yeah I put a lot of time in trust me
1: <laughs> yeah, i'm sure i'm'm I'm, oh, yeah. no, I, d- I don't doubt your ability or your or your dedication um but um, it, it's I, I do feel that the market uh, really responds to when a CEO does one thing and one thing well.
0: Well, That's what I want to do for Metal Energy too, though. I want to do I want to do like I said, baseloads. Base of walk in the park for me, so I want to do Metal Energy very well. I've spent a lot of evenings, I spent a lot of weekends researching and just putting a lot of effort in. So on top of everything else that I do, this is just this is. This is me trying to be the best of the best for for our investors because I'm also an investor in the company too. I want to see us. I want to see us outperform everybody out there.
1: Well, certainly. I mean, um, if you can get a resource together off a, off a low market capitalization, um, that'd be absolutely fantastic because a good grade nickel sulfide resource. Uh, uh, have you got a concept, uh, it is, is something which is valuable. Um, do you have a concept of what constitutes um, kind of an economic tonnage? I mean, I know that these guys brought something into production at 1.3 million tons, but do you have an idea in your head what you're aiming for? You're looking for 5 million tons or 10 million tons or something in between?
0: We're, we've actually conceptualized f- greater than 15 million tons at 0.6%. Obviously, we can't back that up right now, but that is our goal. And we do think it's achievable.
1: So that's essentially an exploration target that you're working to um to test the model uh in the area yep. um good 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 now um and what's the obviously you're looking to do flow through funds um and kind of get some more kitty um, money in the kitty um what is the response from the uh, from your institutional shareholders or, or your, your high net worths who've backed in the company um, to the results you've been put out uh, to date. Excellent. And-
0: very well received, very well received. And we keep hearing that people want a piece of it. So that's, that's, this is exactly where we want to be. This is exactly what we were waiting to do. And with these results that we will come out or th- all of the pending assays, we do believe are going to be better than what we've put out so far. Just, visually what we've seen uh, higher concentrations over larger widths of, of nickel
1: so you've the 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 um the the three sections that are coming out you've got three holes on each section i presume yeah
0: um, three yeah three to four
1: three or four holes in each Actually, section Actually, i
0: think it's Come-
1: four four on one yeah four four okay, on one. F- four four one um these are they have they just been done consecutively as you were drilling them they went through the assay you didn't um rush uh better holes at the front end it's has it just been a consecutive drill program
0: consecutive yes
1: so there's um when you say that what you you see you like you can refer back to the um i I know, I know it's always dangerous but um to the drill core you can
0: right to the drill core
1: right right okay Good. And when you say over the coming weeks, it's presumably weeks, not months. So uh, hopefully by the end of February, you'll have um, all of your drill holes out. Is that your aim by before PDAC?
0: Oh, I'd like it to be before that. But yes, before PDAC for sure. I just put a I just put a note into the lab today to see if we can get things turned around quicker.
1: Good. And um, hopefully the nickel price will continue to run and then you'll be in a very good place to to raise some um, fresh capital. Yep. That's the belief. Good, um, well, James. Thank you so much for that. I've learnt a huge amount about the about the project, not least that it's in um, um, Thompson Nickel Belt, not in the in, the <laughs> in Sudbury. Um, um, <clears throat> good luck with the with the next three um, sections, the next nine holes, uh, and the capital raise. And I look forward to hearing how the, uh, the the shape of the next drill program comes together once you've got the the money together. That you know what you're looking to put together.
0: Yep, absolutely. Be happy to come back on and provide a provide an update when when all that has gelled and solidified.
1: Great. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you.